Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. That would make me joy. It would. One day I'm going to not sing that. I, it just happens. No, you won't. Don't <laughs> lie to the people. You will sing forever and always. Your pants are on fire. Liar, liar. I, I do try not to be so extra sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't it's, always work. I mean, she tries. I try. But we don't always. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, we don't always succeed. Well, there is some exciting news today. As we are recording this, this is the launch of season three of yes. We Digress with Joy. Yes. So not this episode, but this date that we're mm-hmm. recording for episode one of season three is now launching. And that is exciting. I um, happened to be up with stomach issues at like five o'clock in the morning when I did the like one minute and 45 seconds to when your episode airs. And I watched like the first five minutes and <laughs> I have forgotten some of what we talked about. Well, you know, it's funny because we try to record. So here's a little behind the scenes behind uh, Inside Baseball action. Um, We try to record like several episodes ahead. So we have um, right now we have we're seven episodes ahead. Um, And we do that because our schedules are tricky a lot of the time. Um, Like next week, you're going to be out of town. A couple weeks ago, I was out of town. And so we just try to like have several of these in the can so that we have content that can come out on a regular basis. For you guys, it's pretty seamless. But for us, it's like a a little bit of time has passed. So I always have the fun like task of going through and re-editing all the video afterwards. And last night I was putting the clips together and uploading them and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then, of course, that was the episode where um, we were on our old platform, our recording platform, and it totally just, like, kicked yes. me off of it. So, like, probably, I don't know, three minutes before the end Some of the episode, I disappear <laughs> entirely. Like, it's a whole technical difficulties thing. So we had a little bit of fun with that. But it was. But um, we've been loving our new um, yes. our new platform. Shout it's out been really to great. Uh, Riverside. Uh, shout out to Riverside. Yeah, like it's been really great. So yep. um, hopefully we won't have any more malfunctions. <laughs> yeah, I think the episodes that that come out, episodes two and maybe three, were still recorded on Zencaster. I know two was, um, but we liked Zencaster. It was great. It's just the technology, yeah. it, it was not, for whatever reason, it was not as stable as we needed it to be. So we've moved over yeah, to Riverside. Yeah, we would get kicked out often yeah. and things like that, like halfway through where Jessica would hit record and then it would go three, two, one, and then poop, be gone. <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> maybe we'll do a special episode of uh, how how the sausage gets made, as it were. And talk totally. About our lack that of may sausages. be one to do while we are together in a month. Um, oh, yeah. Because, well, not exactly in a month, but in a month and some weeks, Gosh. I will be in Georgia with ready. Jessica. I'm, I'm not, not either. Like, but, um, legitimately not ready. <laughs> there's too much stuff. I'm not sure. I know there's, you're not ready for different reasons than I'm not ready, but <laughs> we're not ready. But there's going to be some really exciting things happening when we're together. Um, that'll also be the weekend of our Crafted Women's Conference. And I am looking forward to it just because more stress about it because she is literally the reason the sausage gets made. I like throw things together and maybe like, you know, add some seasoning at times, not even always. And then she like, make sure it's like in the casing, 
in the package ready for um sale by dates and all this other stuff like that's jessica and so um i am more of the we can do it like (laughs) (laughs) we are um, that's me but um that'll be the conference and we're going to record at least one episode while we're together so that may be one of the episodes we do and we can show a few behind the scenes and how um things work and so that might be a fun thing to do when we're together so Definitely. I I'm was hoping to it. that we would, I would be in our house by then and we could record there, but, I know. That, but we're never moving. So it's never going to get built. It's just Don't say you're never moving. <laughs> we will be here. Watch your mouth. There's, there's, there's movement on that, but um, it's not for, not for public consumption yet. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the full scoop no, on that. No, don't share that yet. But, um, but you are going to move into your house. It's not a never, it's going to happen. And I'm just believing God that it's happening sooner than you believe because of how jaded this situation has now started to become. Y'all pray for Jessica in this house situation. Um, the housing situation is never like always peaches and roses, right? Oh, no. But she has had such a difficult time. It's been like all the thorns of the roses and like very sour peaches and like you can't get any good, like anything from it. So um, as of right now, so it's hard to see the sunshine for the rain at this point. (laughs) I don't know where I'm getting all these metaphors. You were, you were apparently I'm in a poetic over there. I don't even know (laughs) what's going on. Oh man. But it is, uh, it's always an adventure. So we have a lot going on, a lot of things, but we are excited about season three. Um, we're excited. We I mean, by the time you hear this, you will have heard all the episodes in between and there's some real fun stuff. That's going right. On. Um, but we just, we really appreciate you guys listening and, and watching and we do. Um, yes, we really do. It was super encouraging to me within the first three hours of the video being live today. We already had a comment on our YouTube channel, which, you know, we're growing our YouTube channel. So if you are a newer really? listener and you're not subscribed to YouTube, you should do that. The links are um, in Please all of do. our bios, wherever you find information for us. Um, you go to joyandjust.com. We'd love for you to follow us there. Um, we're, I, you know, have plans to grow all of our platforms. Just add. That's, that's time. our goal, man. I needed to have won the lottery. Yeah. And then we could have devoted yeah, all so the time. So that's going to be, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of what we want to talk about. Like we, before we recorded today, before we record, we always kind of have like a debrief moment. Mm-hmm. And they like, not just talk about what we're going to talk about or sometimes we schedule things and we change it up or say that might be a little too heavy today or whatever. So we do like a little debriefing. So we just happened to be talking about the lottery Mm -hmm. and um, she was like, I was trying to win the lottery for us. I was like, girl, that would have been so good. Right. Right? So then it kind of came to us like, what would we do um, if we were to lose lose the lottery? Oh, I lose the lottery all the time. No, right. We lose it all the time. Um, Win the lottery. And then like, there's a lot of debate as to whether Christians should play the lottery and scratchers and all those things. So um, it'll be interesting to share. We haven't gone too much into detail. I do know that only thing I do know so far in this last mega millions is Jessica would have taken the lump sum. Yes. Whereas always. I was considering the um, yearly installment. But she totally has a good point. So let's get into it. You <laughs> will, you will, well. um, You know, we we are in communities in our um, different spaces. Now that we're across the country from each other, we're, we each have different um, communities. And even when we were both in California, I mean, 
LA and Orange right. County are like, might as well be different planets half the time. Like, cause literally apples and oranges. Sometimes. <laughs> like I never would. I hated venturing <laughs> up into LA. I was like, you can't make a left turn in this town. What's wrong with people? You know, <clears throat> but, um, but you know, you were mentioning this morning that there had been this really bad, uh, car accident actually. Yeah. And so, yeah. So if you're in LA area, you know where the Windsor Hills area is. It's um, near Boston and La Brea. It's literally like maybe five to seven minutes from my house. This is a gas station that my mom and I frequent all the time. Um, I When I first heard about the accident, my first thought was it happened inside the actual um, parking lot of the, of the gas station because even though it's usually very reasonable and all this other stuff. Um, I remember when actually when it was being built, we didn't know what was going to happen because it looked like, um, because it it was a gas station before years and years ago, then it was torn down and was going to be something like really elaborate. Come to find out, it was going to be another gas station just with a very cool like George Jetson car wash ramp. Mm -hmm. And so like it has like this like, yeah, so if you're in LA, you know what gas station I'm talking about. Um, so sometimes the traffic in and out of there, mm. because it is one of the most frequent on the corner, there's literally a gas station on each corner in that intersection. Oh, yeah. There's a Shell, there's an Arco, and there's like a like random like 99 down the highway gas station. I don't know the name of it. And then there's United Oil, which is where this situation took place. Oh. So I have been seeing on Facebook and a couple other places that there was a really big accident in Windsor Hills. And I was like, what happened? Like, do I know anybody? Right. Because again, that is a very frequent matter of fact, that is the same intersection where I got in a car accident on my way to work when I was in the Uber that time. Oh, same intersection. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it was like this whole thing. And I was like, what was going on? So my mom got home from work. I was like, Hey, did you hear about the accident? I know it was very tragic. I knew that several people had died, um, in the accident. And at the time that I was telling her, I didn't know how many, um, and, or exactly what had happened. I just knew there was some cars on fire. There was a major accident, lots of casualties. Right. So I looked it up and I went to Google and the Windsor Hill mm-hmm. car crash La Brea. And there were six injured, including an infant and a pregnant mother who were both in the same vehicle. Um, And there was also um, six, so six people total, um, eight teens and two adults or six teens, two adults that were critically injured, including the driver of the car. Um, Sorry if you guys hear some noise. I'm about to touch my earbud (laughs) because it seems to be falling out of my ear okay so um i kind of read about it but then what made it really like whoa is when my mom was kind of watching the news last night and i was in my bedroom she's like yelling out from her room saying stuff to me and she's like wait do you want to see the video and i was like not really but then i was like "Mm, let me see so basically um on the corners of Slauson and La Brea, there was a black Mercedes who was speeding down La Brea. The light at La Brea was red. So the light on Slauson was still green. It hadn't just turned red. It had been red for a minute. She like came out of nowhere and she barrels into the intersection, hits like two or three cars and then rams into the gas station it almost went up like a swoop so if you're not watching my hand kind of went up like you're going in a roller coaster in a swoop on the united oil station 
burst into flames. Another car catches fire and it caused like this huge strain reaction. Oh, yeah. And then I already knew about the incident, but what really, really hurt my heart was the car seat was in the middle of the street on the other side from where the car was. And there was a lady, a bystander, who said that there was metal flying and all these different things. There was people who saw and there was metal flying. There was another lady who she thought her car was on fire because one of the cars on fire was in front of her in the parking spot. Like she had just gotten back in her car from pumping gas. Another woman got hit as she was coming out of the gas station. And um, so there was a, a bystander that said that she tried to go help the baby, but she was blocking herself from debris. And by the time she got there, there was nothing she could do for the baby. And I was just like, oh. So I, I was telling Jess, like, it sent my heart into this super prayer mode. Like, I came back in my room and I just kind of just pleaded the blood of Jesus and prayed for protection for, like, everybody I know, whether they're in the state, out of the state. Um, I was thankful because... Um, my mom convinced me to go walking in the park yesterday. Um, a group I work with, Sisters in Ministry, they started walking clubs. And we have different walking clubs going on at different parks. And at the end of the summer, we'll join together. So I, I did a little bit. I only did a half a mile. But I was like, you know, thought about the fact that I walked back to the car by myself. And my mother finished the lap by herself. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Um, and so I just went into like this super prayer mode and just was like, I don't think I've prayed like that in a while, to be honest with you, because, and it wasn't about me. It was just covering like the hearts of those people. Um, there was someone on the news um, after I had walked out of my mom's bedroom and she said there was a young lady who didn't know that one of her family members was affected and showed up at the scene because they were still working on the scene last night. It happened in the afternoon. It happened in broad daylight. Mm. This happened at like, 12, 1 o'clock, 1.30, I think, in the afternoon. So at like the 10 o'clock news, 11 o'clock news, they were still cleaning oh, up. Yeah. The, the intersection was blocked off. The two cars that were the most fiery, they had finally, like all the embers had, like, so they pulled the woman out of the Mercedes, which is the one who caused the crash. Um, they don't, the CHP was saying that they don't know um what the situation is yet like what caused it where was you know was she drinking was it a heart attack was it a stroke yeah. and to me not that it will make it better but it would make it better in my mind if there was some medical emergency yeah. going on with her that caused her to blank out and not realize what was happening because i'm telling you when i tell you the speed the speed she was going was like insane to barrel through that light that was red and had been red it did not just turn red they had been waiting you know i think it turned green maybe like a little bit right after and it in the the newscaster kept saying you gotta you gotta look to the left because it goes really fast and they weren't lying like we rewound it twice because i was like wait what like i just saw a zoom and then fire at first and i was just like what and um it's just like you know um Six people lost and this one lady who didn't know like her family member or her friend was involved and she showed up at the scene just last night at like 10.30 like, oh my God, like I guess she had been trying to reach them or something like that and she didn't know and she was just not okay and they were all um, 
sent to now the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Hospital. So it's not UCLA Medical, it's Ronald Reagan because I like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'm so used to just saying UCLA. Right. So they're all at UCLA Medical. And um, I, I told Jess I wanted to share this just not to like bum, be a bummer, but just to, um, even though this will air a few weeks after this has happened, um, just continue to keep those people in prayer because what happens in these situations, mm-hmm. we see these things, we pray about it then, and then we don't think about it again. Um, I want, I, I just pray for comfort for those who lost family, yeah. pray for peace for those that were involved. This is a traumatic situation for those, especially the teenagers that were involved, that their injuries are not, you know, impacting their life in such a negative way. Um, just, it, it's, it's, it's a rough one. And my heart was just like, I immediately, after I finished praying, I was like, I got to tell Jess about this in the morning. Like, I, I just, you know, because of the time difference, I didn't text her like yeah. last night. <laughs> she was very much in bed by the time yeah. this happened. But um, so it was in the Windsor Hills area, a.k.a. LaBray and Slauson. Um, and it was, it was, it was bad. And just, yeah. I'm so grateful you know, that those I know and love are safe, um, at least that I know of right now, (laughs) you know, and um, just praying for those families, especially, you know, not saying that any of the deaths were greater or lesser, but um, there's a man out there who lost his wife and two children because there was a infant in the car and she was pregnant. And so that's a rough one. Yeah, it is. Um, um, I, I, yeah. there was a lady here in, in, um, Savannah and Pooler actually in our, our neighborhood where we're building, um, mm-hmm. there's a center gate that opens up to a, like a fountain. And then there's like in Georgia, they have a lot of water retention ponds, um, and mm-hmm. water retention mm-hmm. ponds are how we manage because we actually have weather here. We actually have rain. And so this is how we manage like all the water runoff and there's a high water table and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the, um, this lady came through the gate. She was having a medical emergency. She was having a diabetic mm. issue and she plowed through the gate. And then it's a, it's a traffic circle. We have a lot of traffic circles here randomly. Um, and this is that way too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But instead of going left for the traffic circle, because she was having a medical emergency, she went right. She went right into one of these lakes, these lagoons. Mm. And um, they happened to be building where my in-laws have just bought their house. It wasn't their house that was right next to it, but there it was in the same neighborhood. That's wow. the next street over with their housing. And one of the construction guys wow. saw it happen and he dove into the water and he pulled her mm. out of the car and saved her. Um, and then, of course, you know, pooler fire and stuff came in and pulled the vehicle out but you know it's wow. it's so uncertain like if you're having a medical issue like that yeah. you just you don't know especially when you it's don't a, know a blood sugar or right. a seizure or a heart attack or something right. like that so or a I, or I anything like that i totally understand what you mean when you say like you hope it was that because you know that is that is an a, that is a tragic a tragic accident it's when someone is has chosen to drink and drive or someone who has chosen to yeah. drive recklessly that Which that's I'm when you just it wasn't either one of those yeah I, I, you just you can't 
you can't fathom that. I mean, the reality but. is, though, also, you know, like I said, I am hoping it is something that was medical and yeah. not reckless driving or drunk driving. And I'm going to be honest with you, lately, the last few weeks, we've been out and been out outside, you know, as people say, we're outside because we weren't outside. And then now monkeypox, we might go back inside. But that's a whole nother story for another day. And I am just like... Uh, yeah. you just, just leave all your monkeys away from me and that's all I have to say about it like keep all the monkeys <laughs> you know you know I, I this is a total quick digression I saw a makeup artist friend of mine post it was like if you have any open sores or any scratches or anything like that I will not be working on you and I don't blame her because first of all that's not safe with makeup yeah. open like yeah but Keep your monkeys away. Anyway, um, but as we've been outside the last few weeks, I'm sorry, I tickled Jessica. I didn't to. <laughs> um, I feel like so many people are just like just driving completely reckless. And I don't know if it's like that in Georgia, but out here they can't like, drive out here. We've I swear. <laughs> oh I gosh. Don't, I don't know if it's a new thing or what, but I have seen the most ridiculous driving in my life. And like I'm used to LA driving and I thought, oh, oh people no. are crazy. You no, haven't no, seen no. ridiculous driving till you've been to New York and Russia, honey. They oh, are one oh. of the same. I, you know what? I think they probably moved there's a lot of New Yorkers that have moved to Georgia to Savannah area. And I think I when I had never in my life ever seen people not pull over for the ambulance and police cars. Not in New York, they don't. They stand there like, you're going to go when the rest of us go when this lights turn green. Oh, Nobody moves over. Yeah. Nobody yeah. does anything in house. The first time I was in New York and I told my mom about it, she's like, you are lying. I was like, I am not. Like, oh, no. It was, they don't play. And in, in Russia, we found that <laughs> it's kind of similar. And like I had a friend who almost got clipped twice because once the light turns green in Russia, they are going. It doesn't matter if the pedestrian is still getting up on the curb. Yeah, yeah they're going to clip you. And um, so L.A. and other places, I'm like, people, it's already bad enough that people do not drive for other people. They drive for themselves. And you yeah. have to drive for other people because other people are not driving for you. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure not only are you being safe, but that you are making sure that you are watching the sides and the fronts and all of mm -hmm. that defensive um, driving it's a good idea it's, it is it really is and i'm like the freeways and even on the street like people have been driving like 80 miles an hour i'm like where are you going nowhere is that rush that much of a rush and if you're in that much of a hurry you should have left 25 to 30 minutes ahead of time so that you're not late to wherever you're going because even if you are late that's not an excuse to be putting other people's lives in danger right because when you drive recklessly, no matter how safe you think you are, you are still putting someone's life at danger. Absolutely. Including your own. Right. Period. Well, you know, and the, the thing is, like, people, I, I swear, people have gone feral. Humanity has gone feral in the last two years. It's a it's a joke that I've made, <clears throat> but it's not really it's, a joke. It's real. Um, you know, it is. It is. The thing that has surprised me, I have commented to John this before, and I don't know how quite to characterize it out here because, you know, I don't like to make broad generalizations, but because the, the, the actual individual people 
for the most part that I have met are wonderful. Like when you meet people and you have a conversation with someone, they're great. But like the collective, especially when it comes to driving, like in California, we all knew that the traffic sucked. So we were all in the same boat and we were all in this together, like a great big high school musical, you know, (laughs) in Georgia, the thing that I have noticed is that it's like every man for himself. Like there, I have seen, we have lived here eight months. No, nine months now. We've lived nine months months as of today. Today's our nine month anniversary. Happy us. Um, But we have seen, I've seen more cars just decide to drive over the center median, like the grass median. The center median? Like really? Yeah. So like, first off, whoever did. Does everybody drive a truck? Yeah. Yeah, it's Georgia. It's South well, Georgia. It Georgia. There's a lot of trucks. Um, but <laughs> a lot of trucks, a lot of SUVs. Um, but I have seen five or six in eight months, nine months, who just decide that they're tired of waiting at the light and they're going to make a, a, a U-turn. And so they just drive across the center median and make a U-turn. What? I, and it's like, if it were once or twice, I'd be like, oh, that's just a jerk. You know? No. So maybe it's just an unspoken Georgia thing that people do. You know, I think Not it trying is, to generalize the people of Georgia. I love you. Thanks for taking care of my friends. I, I think like, it is just, it is a, this is, this is the only mindset. And I, and I don't mean this in a pejorative or negative way. I think it is, it is particularly where we live in the town of Pooler. It has seen incredible exponential growth over the last 15 years. Like the mm-hmm. town used to be very small. In fact, we call it old pooler. It's like this one strip of highway 80. And it's like all this, all that's where the, all, the town started. Right. And then now there's all this other development. We have like a big outlet mall. We have, um, you know, all these new houses that have come in. The town is grown mm-hmm. by like leaps and bounds and mm-hmm. whoever is in charge of traffic for the city of Pooler needs to be taken out behind the woodshed because it is, I could do a better job having played Sim City and City Skylines. Like I am half tempted to try and go get a Not job. Like Sim city, I can fix city. it. I can fix our traffic problems better than whatever chucklehead they've got in there. Cause it's stupid. They are, they are raging. Anyways, it sounds retarded. It's ridiculous. And like, I, I don't, yeah, that's not, it's not good. And so that's I can insane. understand the frustration with drivers not wanting to go. Cause like it sometimes takes John an hour to get back from Savannah and that's like LA traffic levels. And it's surprising. And like literally the length and Savannah is not that far from you guys, right? No, it, like you technically live in a well, suburb we, of Savannah, We technically right? live in Savannah. Like our, our right now in the apartment, our address is Savannah, but it's like the okay. outskirts unincorporated Savannah and like across mm-hmm. the street is Pooler, but that's, and that's where our house is being built is in the city of Pooler. But like the, the, the crazy thing is what I, what I think has happened is it's this small town mindset and a small town mentality where you don't have to worry about the repercussions of a rando left turn over the median because it's not that big of a deal. Right. But now the city has become more sophisticated and there are thousands more vehicles and thousands more people. And you can't, that's not how a, that's not how a modern, a modern cosmopolitan place 
operates because it's not safe. And that mindset shift has not happened because if you go 10 minutes outside a pooler, it is super rural. It is dirt roads. It is like a country song because it's very, Mm. very rural and very, Mm -hmm. very, um, not as highly developed. Right. So we are Mm -hmm. still very, there's lots of open space. I mean, there's far, far less than where we are, but I think it's just this mentality. It's, it's a, and again, I don't mean this in a pejorative way. It's just a lack of sophistication, like city sophistication and Mm -hmm. that general, um, like brotherhood feeling vibe like that. I didn't realize California had until I left California and I went, Oh yeah. Like people were more. It's like you think California is rude until you go to other places. You think California and people out here are rude until you go somewhere else and you're like, Oh, well, and that's the thing (laughs) that Californians, we have this like mentality of like, we're very rude and we're like in like all man, every man for himself. And like this has this identity as just being like very hospitable and all this kind of stuff. And where I have, what I have found, is and this was I think this has been the biggest culture shock. It's not even so much like the y'alls on the sweet tea, like that part I can get behind, like that's great. But it's the yeah. It's I mean, who can't get behind sweet tea? Like, yeah, something wrong with you, like sweet tea. And I love a good y'all. Say, I love a country accent though. But that's just they me. make it sweet. <laughs> and when I talk about sweet tea, it's like it's gonna it's gonna give you cavities. My family's from the south, so I absolutely <clears throat> right. know. I spent summers there. I know. It, even if it wasn't Georgia, it's Texas, and Texas is oh yeah, spicy and sweet. Mm-hmm. Our, our our sausages are spicy. Our boudin can have a little kick to it, and our tea is super sweet, right? Uh, and you best make it with some baking soda. Yeah, yeah, because that's how you make tea. Yeah, I don't because it's not if it's not going to sit in the fridge for that long. If it's going to get drunk quick, you don't have to do it. But if it's going to sit in the yeah, you put some baking. And, Anyways. you know, I had one aunt who was, like, all about the sun tea. Like, she'd have it sit and then... Oh, my mom was that sun way tea for, like, thing, two seconds. And, and then like, she'd turn it into, like, diabetes tea. I mean, sweet tea. And... <laughs> well, for really diabetes. You know, and it's, I mean... Well, anyway, so you were saying it, it, the biggest culture shock, it wasn't the y'alls and the sweet tea, but... It, it, was, it was this um, kind of very individualistic... Um, mindset. Yeah. There is not a collective mindset the way that there is in on the West Coast or in California. I think the West Coast gets a bad rap. We yeah. really do. And yeah. I, but it's, here's the thing. People are encountering people who are not originally from here that are from other places who transplanted here and say that they're from here. And then they're like, y'all are rude when we're not. <laughs> well, and, and see, your- that's the argument that a lot of locals make about Savannah, too, because we have a ton of people like us who have come from somewhere else. And, you know, the locals will say, well, what you're really seeing is you're seeing a lot of that outside influence because there are mm. very, to be fair, there are very few um you know, homegrown Georgians in our area anymore. Mm, they, okay. it, it is a lot of people, particularly because Savannah is a tourist town. So you get a lot of people from outside. If you're in Savannah proper, because it is a tourist town, I find that people are much friendlier and much nicer 
in the touristy area. If you go outside the touristy area, not so much. Um, but like in Pooler, it's it's definitely not that way. It's been an interesting shift. Now, when you meet like at church, everyone at our church is lovely and wonderful and just kind and well. That's that's a relief, right? Because right. <laughs> I would be like, like that lady. is great. It's just, it's like, I don't know, someone about to get behind the wheel of a car and they can't, they lose their mind. It's like, it's, it's funny because I was just seeing like a TikTok about some of these things similarly, like, especially in regards to California, like, um, this girl was like, came to visit Hollywood and was like, oh, this is what y'all talking about, Hollywood, I'm in LA. No, she said, I'm in LA for the first time, take me back to New York, this is trash, blah, 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 blah. So this guy stitched it it and was like, first of all, you're obviously a tourist because when you go to LA, you need to find people from LA to tell you where to go in LA. You don't right. go downtown. I mean, go to Hollywood with the tourists and the, he said the meth addicts and, the, and he's not wrong. wrong. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He yeah. did. And so in the comments, this one guy was like, obviously she didn't plan her trip. Well, like it was like, tell me you didn't plan your trip. Well, to California before without telling me you didn't plan your trip. Well, and right. it's, it's true because people have these expectations of some of these other more pretentious areas and things like that. When there's so much rich culture and history all oh, around yeah. the city of Los Angeles and Inglewood and different things like that. I mean, there's museums, there's, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to Santa Monica and Beverly Hills. Although mm-hmm. I, I do like Beverly Hills, but you don't have to do those things to be like, I went to LA. Cause that's not LA. Or like I was talking to a, a Uber driver not that long ago and he was, he's a transplant here from Oakland. And he's here. Um, he seems he does modeling and some other things. And he's like frustrated because he like hears people. He actually was on like he feels more like a local. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He well, hates Oakland the conversations LA, I mean... of yeah. He hates the conversations of people who come here and they're like, oh, I live in L.A., but they live in like Echo Park or they live in Pasadena or they yeah. live in like you know. And then they're complaining. Or he's like, but you're not. You're not around what you're saying you're around and then you're acting like it's bad because he's like you're not in the right area so he was like offended i like that he was offended for us because he wasn't even from here he's from oakland but he said he had his father always had family here so he knew a lot of the areas before he moved down here for work right and um but there's a lot of these conversations, I guess this is, you know, and everywhere, because when I went to New York, the the conception I've had, the first time I went, the conception I had was everybody's rude. Everybody is like, now they do walk super fast. I mean, oh, yeah. you these don't get people have Yorker. walking down to a science. Do you understand me? Like the first time I was there, I could do walking really well. The last two times I went, I couldn't really walk very well, but their walking is like something to be desired. Like no wonder these people do marathons like crazy in New York all the time, because like, seriously, <clears throat> the speed is something to be desired. So that was accurate, but everybody isn't like some super, I think their tone of voice and their accents yeah is what makes people very like uncomfortable yeah. and makes it feel like people are mad and have an attitude. Now you will encounter some who are oh, just yeah. genuinely rude or whatever, but the most part, like we had a really good time. And then I had some people say, well, you've been, you spent most of your time in Manhattan. Of course, everybody's going to like you in Manhattan. Manhattan, I mean, it's fancy, but it's not like there's not real people in Manhattan. Please let me help you understand. And Times Square, Times Square is busy on a, na- a natural day. I always hear people talking about how they want to go for New Year's Eve. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. First off, do not do it's that stupid cold. to yourself. Not only is it cold, 
Times Square is packed on a random mm-hmm. March 7th at 7 p.m. Can you yeah. imagine the madness for New Year's Rockin' Eve and all of that? Girl, watch it on TV and go another day. Like, don't don't do that to yourself. Like, don't do it. I hear people always say, oh, that's like a bucket list thing. Take that off your bucket list. Do not do that. Like, <laughs> But I had my own personal bias going there because I had heard all these things about how mm-hmm. New Yorkers are and how it is out there. And granted, it was some dirty streets and some rats that were the size of Walter um, and Lucky. And rest in peace, Walter, I love you. And, um, you know, there was some, there was some like trash. Like there was one day we walked and there was like nine bags of trash just in the street. And mm-hmm. somebody was like, oh yeah, the trash guys are like kind of pissed off this week. So they're probably not going to come till next week because they're having issues. And I was like, all right. But that was happening just in California. Bags of just like, just yeah. trash on Broadway. Like, you know, yeah. where people go see musicals and dressed up in fancy clothes and stuff like that because they still do that in New York I don't know what's wrong with people in California anyway that's another story for another day I hate going I'll to take. the theater sometimes out here because if I see jeans and a t-shirt at the theater especially in the evening oh terrible and yes I'm a theater snob and I don't care anyway I digress that's another story for another day <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, there's the other thing that's funny out here and this is kind of what we were originally going to talk about um, you can buy a lot of tickets online in Georgia Say what now? You can buy lottery tickets online. You can't do that here. You cannot in California. You can here in Georgia. They they check your location. You have to be in the state of Georgia to purchase a lottery ticket. Um, mm-hmm. But you can you can purchase lottery tickets online. So I did. I I bought uh, some lotto tickets for that ginormous billion billion dollar. What was it? What was what it, ended it, up it being was... like one point two billion? But I actually bought yeah, it for both that week. Yeah, the large ones. I mean, and how lucky is the one person who who won the 1.2 whatever? Some one person won. One person. Okay. First of all, looking at the odds, how many tickets did he buy? I have. Because some people say it only takes one. And then you have those people who buy. Uh, one of the newscasters out here was saying, like, he shouldn't have been the guy for this report because he was kind of bitter about lottery tickets and people buying lottery tickets. Like he was for real, like bitter about it. Like people spending their paychecks, but I, Hey, I guess, you know, the odds are in your favor. And like, he was like really irritated. So the lady in the studio was like, so guessing you didn't buy a lottery ticket. He was like, no, like he was really snippy about it. Like if I was his producer, I would have been like next time, Fix your, fix your face and fix your attitude or you're not going to be doing no more reports. No, he probably was the guy that like got, he, he's like he missed out on some like good meaty journalism assignment. Like, no, you're covering lottery. And he's you're like, covering the lottery. <laughs> yeah, he was completely bitter about it and he had like an issue with lotteries in general. Like he was like, I don't get it, but hey, if that's what you want. Like he's literally saying these things and like if you're watching, I'm doing some of the faces he did. Like, uh, whatever, you know, like fine if that's what you want to do like he was really like bitter like i don't even remember his name joe blow white guy newscaster guy for channel four i don't remember his name at all like <laughs> i mean you're not inaccurate but <laughs> like but it, he was so, like talking about how people spend their whole paycheck which i know there's some people do that yeah. and i know there's offices that put in pools like um my mom when she used to work at um in an actually like a full big office downtown she worked for the gas station the gas station mm-hmm. the gas company 
for a long right. time and they would do like a weekly like you know buy-in ten dollar twenty dollar kind of thing but how much do you need in order to get a lottery and win like do you need only one do you need 50 do you need a whole paycheck's worth which i hope you're not sending a whole paycheck i'm not being judgy i'm just saying don't do that <laughs> yeah you know it's i i always joke that it's like what am I willing to lose on it? Am I willing to, am I willing to lose 20 bucks for the opportunity to get a billion dollars? Right. Yeah, that's fine. That works. You know, do I do it on the regular basis? No. Um, I'm one of those people right. that if the jackpot is giant, maybe I'll throw in, you know, for whatever reason. And like, and what's, what's funny. So coming in from Savannah and actually there's a, you know, they have them all over California too, mm-hmm. but coming in from Savannah, there's one of those Georgia lottery signs that mm-hmm. says like what the, what the payoff is or whatever the winning jackpot right, is. Right, with the, the ticker. And, the... Yeah, well, and we only have three spaces on ours in there. And so when it hit a billion, it just said 999, and that's all it could do. Like, it's, well, it said. <laughs> but, um, you know, John and I, when we were dating, we used to go to Disneyland a lot. We both had passes to Disneyland. This was, you know, before it was all your, both your kidneys were Mortgage. required for entry. And, um, <laughs> and which really wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't stupid expensive and like ridiculous. And now it's like John and I are both like, and we just don't really. Yeah. Go. Even Plus just we, going to California adventure is like, it's almost the same it's price as going to the big park, which now California adventure is like major, like new foods and bars and things anyway, but we digress because I've that another day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, we always did that thing where we would pass by like, Oh, the jackpot is this, then this is the Powerball and the Mega Millions and all kind of stuff. And we, so we, as kind of a fun thing have always mapped out what we would do if we won a giant jackpot like mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, for us, it's fun. It's like, you know, we would yeah. say, you know, what's, what, where are we going to, what ministries are we going to bless? Like we have a whole exactly. list of ministries that we would immediately just like, yeah. boom, it would just happen. And yeah. like, um, um, you know, and, and it's, it's all the ministries that we already support, but we would just like, bam, windfall for these, all these these great ministries that are doing amazing things. It's just, we would love the opportunity to continue in that. And then like, um, I, I have a, like a, my dream is to have a place where pastors and their families can come. And yes, you've been talking about that for a while. I've talked about this before. I think, yeah, like just like a, a respite and a place where they can be loved on and cared for and given like support for like a week and just have an amazing trip quiet with their families away from like the, the pressures of ministry and like totally would buy land and make that happen in a nanosecond, like all this kind of stuff. And like, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, my car is like 12 years old and has 150,000 miles on it. So I'd probably buy a new car, but like, you know, stuff like that, you know, where we have it mapped out about all the the ministries that we would bless and all that kind of stuff that we would do. And I don't mean this to sound holier than thou, like that's not like totally buy people houses and stuff, but like, it's, it's, the only reason that I am interested in having that kind of money is because I think it would be so much fun to give it away. Well, for like, sure. To I me, think that's it, one of the, the, yeah. the, but that goes with your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's one yeah. of the things, even, even if it's not the lottery, even if, right. you know, our, our, our stuff grows and we're able to afford the things 
we don't want to afford it just for us. We don't want to be successful just for us. We want to do it so that we can give to others because even as you give, God can gives you back so you can give even more and though you will do things for yourself and you will take take care of yourself you may get a new car you may touch up your house or add a you know add a room or remodel whatever and that's not selfish and i think that we, we have gotten that twisted about believers having money um because everybody thinks it's for selfish gain when it's not um and and i was telling jessica that the interesting thing you know with the lottery there's a lot of different conversation in the Christian community as to, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it, you know, what? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know what it says biblically. I've never really looked into it like that. Um, But my mom doesn't have an issue with it. Um, She's like you. Her first thing that she has always said if she won the lottery was going to give back to our home church, our church that we are members of. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. She would not only give her tithes, but she would sew into the ministry. Now, there will be a couple things that she said she would put some stipulations on, but I'm up. That's her business to say. I'm not gonna say that. That ain't my business. But uh, <laughs> she would do that. Um, I mean, there, pour in the sisters in ministry. You know, like, give to sisters in ministry, which is a group of organization that we work with that yeah. deals with women in ministry and not just um, in a preacher teacher setting, but worship leaders, hostesses, mm-hmm. usher, any form women's ministry, any form of, of interest you have. And being a woman that works in ministry because every woman's desire is not to be a preacher and a teacher like listen joy and just didn't really want to be preachers though at least i did not desire to be a preacher necessarily but when god calls you he calls you you know and sometimes that's the question that sometimes what like are, did you really but that's another story for another day and just was looking at me like shut up um, <laughs> but um so she would give to them and the reality is those two things i would totally give to too i would Pour into We Digress, um, our women's yeah. um, nonprofit, our, our ministry, and pour into some beauty flag stuff. I would pour into the other things that Jessica would want to do. Um, I would definitely, I would remodel the house that we live in currently and 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 rent it um, and move to a different area. Not saying that our area is bad because we really do live in a nice neighborhood, but it, it's 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 a small spot, but. It will be a nice rental space because yeah, there's. You guys, you guys need a little. <laughs> yeah, um, my mom. Yeah, I didn't think of this one. My mom did. She was like, "Get a driver for my grandmother." So, like on the days where we can't take her somewhere and she wants mm-hmm. to get out the house, like she has someone that's gonna take her, um, and different things like well, that. And, and I think, and of you course, know, you know, like Candace would totally care. get season tickets to the Lakers because, honey, that is her, her. Uh, I know that your husband has convinced you to like the Clippers and we are still friends, but <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> purple you and know, gold till I die. It's funny because the Clippers <laughs> called me for season tickets and I was like, I've moved to Georgia. Please take me off your list. Like, we're not <laughs> it's funny. So even, okay. Talking about the lottery though, and this kind of goes with it. So I don't know if you ever watched, first of all, I don't know if anybody knows, but I love game shows and I like playing games. I am a big, I'm a, I'm a little competitive, yes. but only with games, not like in life, but not really, but mostly with games. Anyway, so I've been wanting to do like Beat Shazam for the last few years. I've been wanting to do um, Name That Tune because that came back a lot. And I get really frustrated oh. with people. And I'm like, you would be good it's Ariana Grande. Like yelling at the TV. And like, I really got irritated the other day because like, it was some like, 
especially, okay, and this is totally racist, so please forgive me. When it's the, the black people on Beach Shazam and they don't get the black artists and the two white, <laughs> the two white people do, and I'm like thoroughly disappointed in the fact that you're African American. <laughs> I was so upset. Like, it was a Stevie Wonder song the other night, and they put, like, this is what I'm saying. And it was two black guys, right? I'm thinking, and they're in the age range. They're a little older than me. They're going to know this. I think it was I Just Called to Say I Love You, and they put, like, Mamma Jamba. And I was like, I should come through the TV and snatch you. Like things like that, that happened. I'm like, and then it's like the younger black girls one time and it was like the hip hop T-Pain song, but the middle-aged white lady from Kentucky and her daughter got the answer. And I was like, huh, not to be, but I'm like, how do you not know? It, I don't even listen to hip hop and I know. Like, I don't listen to like current hip hop. I don't like current hip hop. I like old school hip hop and T-Pain is an exception because I like T-Pain, but like, this new stuff, I don't know what y'all talking about. about yeah, but, and he's a really nice guy in general. But anyway, yeah. I just, so that was a little racist moment. Please <clears throat> forgive me. But anyway, so I love game shows. <laughs> and Everyone one of our other favorites it. is Pressure Luck. I call it Wickle Wonkers. But um, because I need, oh. I rename everything, it's just who I am. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. So a couple weeks ago, I was like, I totally need to apply. My mom was like, why didn't you apply? for last season because for years I applied for Hollywood game night and never got on. I would kill at Hollywood game night. I had no random pop culture for no reason. And mm -hmm. I would have killed it in that game. Right. Yeah. No, right. I never got on. Like I applied for seasons. And then the last season I applied, I think they canceled the show and then whatever. So I was like, I could do pressure luck. And so I was actually actively applying when we were watching this one episode, this lady won what they call the Seattle Seahawks football pass. She gets to go to every Seattle Seahawks home game, every Seattle Seahawks away game. They will fly her out, plus the next three Super Bowls, whether the Seahawks are in it. And she's like behind the 50-yard line or something like that. The package itself Dang. was 98000 and some change. Like... And she won it. Like, that was like, so if you don't know what pressure luck is, when you apply, they ask you yeah. like different things you would want. <clears throat> what would you want to do? What would you want for yourself? Like, one of the questions was, what are five things you want for yourself? Five things you want for your friends and family. And so, I mean, people put anything from like gumballs for life. Like, this one guy like got butter for life the other night. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'm gonna go with it. But okay. Um, like, <laughs> okay. But from that to Fresh. cars and a camper or anything in, in it, it's it's been crazy and I really want to do it not just for me I want to do it so I can get some stuff for everybody else and because you win cash and prizes right and if you get up to a certain level if you get to like close to five hundred and something thousand dollars they automatically once you pass the final big bucks round you get a million dollars and this one guy oh, wow. he was close to it. And I honestly would have walked away with some of the prizes he had. And he had just won him and his wife, like, two cars and some other things. He played one more time, and he got one whammy and wiped all 500-something thousand. He had one more spin. I think he ended up getting the to his total for both 
rounds because everything you win in the first round after you beat out the first three people, you get to keep. So he only beat them by like yeah. $2,500. He had $2,500. So I think he went home with $20,000, $20, which of course is not anything to snarl at. But yeah. to go from 500 and some change almost to like he for real had 498 something and some change to $27,000. But it also shows you a little greed because there are times like the lady with the Seahawks, once she won that, she had one more round that she could have gone, but her thing was, I promised my son I would take him to the Super Bowl one day. And I don't want to risk losing oh. this. She had an autistic son. She had two boys. Um, one, her older son, she won a honeymoon for him and his, his fiance. Um, she, they get to take. So the first thing it was, it said that she won tango lessons in Spain. And she's like, I'm going to okay. give that to my son and his new fiance for their honeymoon. And I was just like, the first three episodes of this season, everybody, I was like, I just want to hug you. It was this one, the, this lady, this black lady on the first episode, honey, she was calling out the name of Jesus. She was praying. She was like, I rebuke you, whammies. Like she was, <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Like I was, I was, I was lit. Like it was my family. I was so excited for her. And she won some really great stuff. She takes care of her mother who just moved in with her and. She got a camper so she could take her mom and her grandchildren on road Aww. trips because her grandmother can't really fly very often and things like that. So it's been some really amazing things and some really great prizes. And they have a new new prize box this season called the Prize of Palooza. So if you land on it, every prize that's on the screen at the time you stop, you get it. Oh, shoot. And so I it forced me as I, cause I have to redo my application. Cause like it got cut off halfway between. Cause I really do. I, I have no shame in saying this. I really do want to go on there and it's not just for me. I am all of the prizes right. I put, it was hard for me to think of just the stuff I wanted though. I thought it would be easy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, I kept thinking about other people, trips for other people, cars yeah. for other people, the Laker. I would love to give my mom a Laker package. Like that lady had the Seattle Seahawks packets. Like, yeah. What? Come on. Like crazy. Your mom would oh love that. Like last night, yeah. this guy, she was his wife is a, they're from Wisconsin, but his mother is originally from Chicago. So his family are Chicago Bears fans. She's a Packers oh, fan. Yeah. He got every Packer Green Bay, Packer Bears game for the next 10 years. So home game and oh, away wow. game for the next 10 years. Anytime the Packers played the Bears. And that oh, was like $88,000. Wow. Honey, pretty his good. wife was more excited about that than the Hawaii honeymoon that he was <laughs> giving away to his parents. I was like, oh no. And he just got married three weeks before he filmed that episode. And Aww. I was like, I know you're not giving the honeymoon to your mama and your daddy. But apparently they never had one and they've been married for 30 something years. Aww. I mean, it was noble, but I was like, if I was your wife, I would have been like, bro. <laughs> But she was really hype about the football right. game. So I was like, hey, then if that's her, maybe that's her honeymoon. You know, so everybody he, he did really well. And he was the only one that made it to the final round with no whammies. Like he lost nothing in that yeah. last like round. So anyway, I said all that to say that I really want to do that. You know, it, it's it's a lottery in a sense, you know, like I want to do that so that I can do some okay. things and you can, I can win some money to take care of some of the things that we have planned and take care of some things that my family needs to do and, take, you know, some family vacations and make some more memories while my grandmother is still yep. here and, you know, some different things like yep. that. And 
you know, pour into some organizations, not just ministry, but some children's organizations. Um, I still believe in the arts for young people and it's still, it's dying down in a lot of our schools. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful though my school, those kids frustrate my bones. I'm grateful that I have a school where it is very promotional of the arts. Like they, I'm able to do what I do because the arts is very as important to them as math, English, and spelling. Now, if you can't do math, English, and in history and science, then we have a problem. You know, you're not going to get bad grades and perform. That's just not going to be the rule. But I would love to pour into some of those places that don't have the, the resources to do what I do. You know, and then I would hire a choreographer right. because I'm tired of choreographing shows because I don't, I'm not good at it. It's just... There it is. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny. Not that this is where we should get our source of wisdom from, but I'm reminded of Hello Dolly. So when I was in high school, fun fact about Jessica, I, we did the stage play that Hello Dolly is based on. So it's actually based on a play called The Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, we, so we did the matchmaker and I played Dolly Levi, which probably shocks no one, uh, that that would be the type that I would be cast Mm. as. Um, but, um, (laughs) there is a, she, it's full of monologues. Like that's monologue tacular, this, this particular show. And this actually, this monologue appears almost verbatim in Mm. Hello Dolly. So if you've seen Hello Dolly, you've seen this Dolly Levi has this line that she repeats, um, and she used to say, as my old, uh, my dear husband Ephraim used to say, money, pardon the expression, is like manure. It's not worth a, th- a thing unless it's spread around encouraging young things to grow. I love that. And I don't right, even remember that line from the movie, but. Yeah, it's, it's there. And she says it. Um, and then, and then it's, that's kind of like the seminal moment. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Hello Dolly. Um, it's like 50 years it, old. It, it it's is, time. but it's a good, it's a um, good musical. It's more than yeah. that. Yeah. But, but at the end, Horace Vandegelder happens to say the exact same line and that's how she knows she's okay to marry him. It's a whole thing. But like, um, to, to be fair, I think that's true. Like, I think that is a reflection yeah. of kind of in a weird way. That's a reflection of what God tells us about um, our resources yeah. and what he has given us, like whatever we have, we need to have open hands with, um, because when we understand that the resources that we enjoy are not ours, they are the gift of a generous yeah. God that he is the source of everything. Yeah. You know, we might get it through the lottery or through our job or through any other means, but God is the source of that. And he's the one that has provided mm-hmm. that. Um, and when we understand that, I think it helps us to be able to have open hands to be able to be generous, um, because that is an act of worship when we are generous with what we have. doesn't mean we be foolish with what we have. We have to be wise right. stewards. But wisdom and stewardship is is generosity with those around us. And that's with our time, our talent, our treasure. Like if we are generous with those things, I believe God will be generous with yeah. us back. Um you know, because if, if you're not generous, then you have your reward already because you have the resources. But if you are generous and willing to to give away what you have, and that doesn't mean you have to have a lot to right. give it away. Like Jesus, Jesus holds up the woman, you know, the widow with mm-hmm. her two mites and says, like, she's an example to be followed, not because she gave a ton away, but because she, she gave, gave sacrificially, sacrificially yeah. and she gave generously. Yeah. 
not out of her plenty, but out of yeah. her, her want, yeah. you know? I feel like people think a sacrifice has to be, what is a sacrifice to you? Like what, you know, what is a sacrifice for someone else isn't what's a sacrifice to you. So if, you know, you have $20 to give in a special offering that your ministry does for whatever reason, and someone else has the 150 doesn't mean that your 150 is any less than the 20 because we don't know she gets to had you here. <laughs> hey, Murphy, we are dog sitting hey, Murphy. Um, for my parents. And here's uh, he's like, I'm willing to be in the show. Hi, Murphy. He's got crazy eyes. Hi. He's like, I want to be hugged. He's a sweet boy, but he, is. <laughs> he does. They are not used to this whole not being, um, you know, yeah, so she's tired, home all so she's day. Home all day and I'm home all day, but I'm Right, working, and so. she gets to coddle and cuddle. <laughs> yes. And these dogs are spoiled. Well, spoiled. they're your mom's dogs, so I have no doubt that they are. <laughs> You're spoiled, Rob. Not at all. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. I think so. Whether whatever your views are on on gambling or because um, I mean, I hear the same conversation when he talks about like Christians going to Vegas and like whatever. I don't like to lose money like that. So the first time I lose anything, I stop right. and then go shopping. Like that's what I used to do with my grandmother when I was younger. Younger, as in my twenties, not my, my my teens, guys. Just let's just make sure. <laughs> I was legal. Actually, by the time I was 18, because it's legal right. by then. But um, she, well, yeah. That's... But we would go shopping. Like Which... when she like lost a nickel, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like we're done. Let's go shopping and eat. And that's what to this day when I go to Vegas, like shopping, eating, exploring are the things that I do. I'm not a gambler in that sense. But you know, put me on a game show lottery every now and then that's like sort of huh? a skill we have a friend who won a lot on um the prices uh not the prices right on um wheel of oh, fortune nice. i feel like i i used to think i would do good on that show but lately i don't think because i've been looking at some of the puzzles from home our friend tara oh yeah tara she sure did yes she did she did she did very well on there yeah. It afforded her to be able to do some mm -hmm. things that she really wanted to do, which was really great. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that game really shows cool. are the same as um, gambling or whatever. No. It's just like people look down on so many things without knowing why they look down on it. And like I said, I don't know the biblical and maybe <clears throat> it's something I need to look into about like the lottery and gambling and things like that as a Christian. But um if we did, I know for Jessica, for myself, and for so many others, what we would do with the money would not be selfish at all, you know. And at the end of the day, would the church say, mm, I don't want your money because it came from the lottery? <laughs> I mean, and, and that's their prerogative if they do. I I look at it like that, like this. It's like a lot of other things that we talk about in scripture. Um, if If we put our trust in that if we place our our hope and we pin our hopes on that and not on jesus who mm -hmm. is the source um and if we are um we are 
doing too much, if we are, if we are addicted to it, if we are going and not in balance with it, if we are, again, placing our hope and our trust and all our eggs in this basket, and this is going to be the thing that saves me, we've made mm-hmm. it an idol and we have made it something of more importance mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. God. And right. that is not right. And that is the same that it would be true in um, all, all the sins, gluttony, um, alcoholism, like those things. True. They are sicknesses, but they come from, <clears throat> and, you know, and I'm certainly guilty of, of gluttony, you know, from time to time. I, I, I put my, you know, I eat my emotions, right. you know, I'm going to talk to some food about this in the words of Tina Fey. <laughs> Man, and, for real. Um, I mean, I caught myself like, going there this week. It's been a very emotional week and, and you know, I was like, yeah. And then I had to think like, okay. (laughs) Right. You know, and that, and that's the thing. And that's not to excuse sin or say that we shouldn't be pursuing holiness um, and be serious about pursuing holiness because we absolutely should. Um, I just, I I think that we need to be mindful that sometimes um, God is asking us to understand his preeminence and importance and his supremacy over all things. Um, I think that's probably why in a lot of respects, Christians don't win the lottery oftentimes, just because I I think that That God um, knows us and it's his actual generosity to us that we don't win (laughs) because he's trying to protect us, Um, you know, to be fair, because money, you get a lot of money. Sometimes you rely on that instead of him. And he, Um, but it doesn't take the lottery for that either. But then, like I said, it goes to, I know a lot of believers with money and that have it and have great blessings, homes, cars, all the things, but they don't, they don't focus on the things they have because they do still give like crazy. They give as much as they have, they give, they give, they give. And I think that's why they are so blessed because they give. So I think, you know, we, it's not just about, not having a lot because we focus on it. It's where's your spirit? Where's your heart? Because some people may not be able to handle it, but there are, there, there are some who happen to also be believers that do, and they handle it well and they do what they can with it. They give to the poor. They give to their ministries. They give to other ministries. They, you know, um, one of the things I really truly loved about um, Transformation Church in the last few years, in the last few years, their ministry has given millions of dollars to other churches um, for whatever reason. One mm. ministry, it was to help pay off their building. Another ministry was to help them get the equipment that they need to stream in excellence during the pandemic because they didn't have the resources to do their services the way they needed to, to keep people engaged. Um, they have given to um, the the some of the natives of, the seniors of Tulsa, they have given laptops to the kids, all the seniors and juniors in their, their town that are preparing to go to college and needed brand new laptops to finish their homework and do things. So it's what you do with it and where your heart is when you have it. I think that's, that's what it right. boils down to. And I, I think if this is something that we practice um, and and I don't mean this to be like prideful, but, but I, I, I just say it so that I know that, you know, I, I practice mm-hmm. what I preach. Um, if you, if we want to be entrusted with a lot, we have to be good stewards of the little Absolutely. that we are entrusted with at first. Um, 
And so I, you know, we don't always get it right, but we try our best to be good stewards of the resources that we have, to be generous (laughs) with what we have now, um, as opposed to, um, you know, looking for a, um, looking for Mm -hmm. a lot, but not preparing ourselves for that lot, right? Right. Um, so if, if you don't have a lot right now, which I know a lot of us don't, and yeah. it's tough out there because inflation uh, inflation's a crazy special and, thing, man. Yeah. I, I, I heard this one it's, lady say, you know, and everything's going up, but my check, like everything <laughs> is going oh, up and, yep, it, and the reality is with inflation, yeah, we should be able to make it to where people can still live. You know, it is not our fault that the economic crisis is what it is because a lot of it had to deal with the pandemic and the things that we've been going through for the last few years and and not saying that we're being blamed, but in a way with inflation, we are. And I know that store owners have to do what they have to do. I know that the oil companies have to do what they have to do, I guess. And um, though it's coming down a little bit here, like it was 525 the other day and I was like, hallelujah, you know, um, it was under five in Orange County yeah. this morning. As long as nice. I'm with my friend, so I'm yeah. like, I understand, and it's come down quite a bit the here reasons too, for inflation and why things are so high right now. I mean, I bought barely any groceries the other week, and it was $105 for the little bit that I had. It wasn't even a whole lot, um, but our grocery bill has doubled. Exactly. And I I am like obsessed about trying to get the, the cheapest oh, price for on sure. stuff. I mean, there's some things I don't skimp on, but if I can, like I try to, you know, try, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm learning to budget better because like, I've always prayed like from even before my forties, like when I get married, I hope he's really good with money because I just give it to people and buy things. Not selfishly. I would just do things like birthdays are coming up oh it's such and such his birthday i want to get right. him you know and i don't want him to be a tight wad to yeah. where i'm like you know getting an allowance because I, I don't want that but somebody who's good with it to where they're paying attention to things that i'm not mm-hmm. gonna pay attention to sometimes and then help me be better at paying attention to them because i don't always and that's just you know well and it's important to have those conversations like that if you're if you're engaged okay. Go to premarital counseling <laughs> and make sure that you talk about finances, family, intimacy, and um, your work oh, yeah. with the Lord. I believe Those in four that. topics because that will. I agree. Yeah. 100% with the married person yeah. because I'm not married. So I'm going to tell you that I agree with the person who is married um, because I absolutely agree with those four things of being a priority. Because yeah. um, you hear so many stories that people get into relationships and then again into marriages and they didn't know that their spouse didn't want children exactly or they didn't want more than the number that they wanted or they didn't know how to have intimacy or what that whole thing is and that's a whole nother subject for another day but um right we'll we'll put that on on the podcast for sure um it it, we it's not our fault though and people are struggling right now financially and so i think the reason why the mega millions was so um Huge because oh, there was a lot yeah. of people who were like, I need this. I need relief. I need a break. I need something to happen for me because I need to be able to take care of my home. I don't think that it was all completely, I, I'm not saying I know everybody that bought a ticket, but I can imagine the conversations that people were having with themselves and with their families. Like there's so much going on in that thought of what the lady I had seen somebody say, like 
prices are going up, but my check is not, and something's got to give. And that was literally the exact statement yeah. that she made, and that came to my mind in this in this this conversation that we're having. You know, it's a lot going on, so I get why wanting to find a quick fix for you know the things that we have. Like I applied for a program in LA called the Breathe Program, where they give um, if you're making not up to a certain level they help supplement your income by giving you um a certain amount per month for a year i haven't heard anything from that i applied six seven months ago probably won't hear from but whatever but the fact the literal the reality i liked it was that it was called the breathe program because you just need to breathe <laughs> you need to be able to breathe yeah. you need to be able to take care of your household and do the things you need to do without being stressed out and there's so much of that. So I yeah. can imagine and, the thought processes of people like, yeah. hey, I want to hit this money so that I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm not going to sit here and say that that if you give, God will give back to you. I will say, though, that scripture is pretty clear that when we are um, generous with our 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 giving, God supplies all of our needs. That it is. Like he says it very clearly, like test me in this and see if I will not overflow the storehouses okay. of heaven. Um, and, and so much of the time, my experience has been, um, I don't have too much, but I have enough. Yeah. Um, a, a, a bill, I get grace on a bill or the amount is different than I thought it right. was going to be. Or sometimes it's not um, monetary. It's or, favor. you know, it's, it's God working it right. out in a different way. Or a job comes exactly, in that I wasn't anticipating, exactly. you know? So I, I will say this, that I, I think scripture is pretty clear that, that God, um, there are very few times when God says, if you do X, mm -hmm. I will do Y. One of those is when we ask for wisdom, he mm -hmm. says, he gives it. Um, and I think the other one is, is that he does provide our needs. Sometimes it's a nail biter. It comes down right? to you quick. Like Doesn't it? Boy. His, his, he, his timing is very different Absolutely. from ours, admittedly. Um, but I, I do believe that God will provide for our needs if we are generous. And I think, because here's the thing, I think generosity is a reflection of who we are mm -hmm. on the inside. When we are willing to be generous and when we desire to be generous, um, even if it's not a lot, like even if we can't be as generous yeah. as we want to be, which I don't think any of us we can really be as want. generous as we really want to be. But like, um, even when we are generous as much as we can be with what we have, um, that says to God that I, I am trying to model you in the world. Like I'm trying to reflect your heart mm -hmm. and who you are to be a, a, a man or a woman after your own heart. Um, to give and to serve and to love. Um, and um, I think that says a lot about who mm -hmm. we are as people. And frankly, our world needs yeah. our generosity right now, not just because it needs the resource, but because it needs people who are willing to kind of like we talked about earlier, think about others right. and not just be out right. for themselves. You know, right. like we, we are, our world is in desperate need of people who care right. about each other people to love one another. 
Um, cause our world is just, it's hard and yeah. it's ugly and it hurts. It's, and, it's something else. Um, and, 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 and in all honesty, generosity isn't always just giving of finances, giving of your time, giving of, um, your, your heart, giving of even a skill, giving something that you do yeah. for someone else that is, you know, selfless and just out of the abundance of your heart. Um, because those are the things that, um, are a blessing you can do something like use your skill for this one person for one time and then they come back and they pay you for it the next time or they tell somebody about you and they want to pay you for it like i was right. watching um this video of a girl it's interesting how gospel music randomly shows up on my timeline on TikTok, but it has nothing to do with Jesus. There's this Kurt Carr, yes, Lord, for the rest of my days sound that's yes. going on. And I'm like, yes, y'all don't know what that song is even about. Yeah. I know some Christians have used it, but some people who are not Christians are using it and they're just using it as a way to tell their story. So this girl was talking about how um, at her friend's wedding several years ago, she used her iPhone 7 at the time to clip together. I saw some um, video clips for as a gift for her friend mm -hmm. at the wedding and she sent it to the friend friend loved it another friend was like hey can you do it for me and she was like okay so she did it and apparently like her videos are absolutely phenomenal she did it did it on her iphone at the time her friend posted it on facebook for the second wedding from that she started getting business from something she did is just something cool she was going to do as a gift to her friend to see her wedding in a different light and she started she was like what you know what do i charge for this like she didn't think people would pay 500 and 800 and then kind of find out they would and people started paying her a thousand dollars per job then she ends up being like one of the top videographers and she got an award for being the top wedding videographer in the state of kansas kentucky one of those places and yeah, okay. I, it was okay. I can't remember. <laughs> and and that's what I'm saying. Like, she started it from the abundance of her heart. She started it as a gift, as a skill, and now has turned into something that she never expected. And she's able to do it. And then even on her, I went to her page and it said, yes, I do it all with an iPhone. And, you know, like, that's amazing. I would love to see one of her wedding videos just to see what it's like because apparently they're amazing. And she's won awards for it. But right. um, it just, that reminded me of what we're talking about, the way, you know, it comes from, it came from a generous place. It came from a genuine place. And she did not expect for it to happen. Not saying that, she, I don't know if she's a believer or not a believer, but she did not expect God to turn her life around the way he did. And he totally flipped mm -hmm. her world upside down. And then it's been such a blessing to her and others ever since. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what my heart is for us. Like I just pray and just believe God that um, we're walking in something he called us to do. I don't believe we have the vision and the ideas that we've had that came from nothing um, and that we will do it and we will continue to do it. And hopefully that it blesses someone. And when it does, they'll share it and somebody will come back and they want to know more about who we are and we can tell them who we are and what we do and who we serve. And that's what I think every um, believer at some point, whether it's about business or ministry or nonprofits, mm -hmm. whatever it is, I think that's just kind of what we all want and what we all desire. At least I, I, that's what I think in my mind. It reminds me of, um, there's an old hymn and 
I think it was a hymn or a Christmas carol. I can't recall. It goes, um, what can I offer poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would play my part. But what can I give him? Mm. Give him my heart. Mm-hmm. I think is how the lyric goes. I guess it is, must be a Christmas one because of wise men. But, you know, it's, it's that idea. It's like whatever mm-hmm. we have to give, whatever the work of our hand is that the Lord has given us to give, what mm-hmm. to have to do, you know, whatever skill we have, whatever we have, when we put it into service for the kingdom, um, whatever resource we have been yeah. given by God, when we turn around and give it back to him, he, he blesses it. Um, and the blessing might be ours. The blessing might be somebody else's. Um, but in every aspect, if we do that, God will mm-hmm. get the glor- glory. And that's what we're here for anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whether we win the lottery or not, um, we should be generous with what we have um, of our time, our talent, yeah. our treasure, um, all the things that make us who we are, that God has given yeah. us to do. Um, you know, that's just our encouragement for you as you listen to this, like be generous. It's funny. Cause I don't think this episode started with us going, let's talk about generosity. It was, let's talk about it winning really the lottery. Was. And <laughs> you put two pastors on it. We're going to Jesus. Yeah. Talk I mean, Holy. But, like, you <laughs> it's know, it's a good it, lesson to learn though. It's interesting to us. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's the thing. Like whatever, whatever we have in our world, like God is revealed in it. And there's, you can find God in a lot of places. You don't think you can. That's very true. So, um, be generous. Right. And if, um, you know, if you've got a story about generosity and how God has used that, like, we yeah, hear for it. sure. Let us know. You can go to joy That's J O I A N D J E S S.com. You can go to our Instagram at we digress with joy. Yes. Again with an I <laughs> underscore Jess. Um, and, um, you can leave us an email at podcast at joyandjust.com. Let us know what's going on. Um, so I realized <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. I realized that I had an E that email was not working properly. So we've been putting that email out for a couple of weeks. Um, as of August, the email is working correctly. So hopefully if you've emailed us before and we haven't replied, Oh my, I'm so sorry. Okay. That wasn't my fault. That was my own technical. Okay. Foible. Um, there was an email address, but it was info at joyandjust.com and it was not working properly. So now it's working properly. Podcast at joyandjust.com. Send us your email. <laughs> Podcast at joyandjust.com. Um, and we would love to hear from you. We'd love yeah. to chat with you. Uh, let us yeah, know. Yeah, we going actually on. also want to do For an sure. episode now. Be posting about this soon. We want to do an episode where we answer some of your questions or we hear some of your stories or things, different things. Yeah. Um, so write in, send us messages, DM us on Instagram, send us the email. We want to talk about it on air. We won't mention your name on air, especially if it's something asking for advice or if you just say you want to anonymous, um, anonymous, anonymously, I can't talk today. Easy for you, um, Share a story that we want to, <laughs> you know, you want to put on the air just to get it out there. It could be a fun story. It can be something that it was, you know, one of those like, am I the jerk? Or it could be asking advice or even something, you know, you want something prayer you need, anything like that. So hopefully we'll be getting that episode out soon. Um, I'll be posting on our page um, and putting that out there because we, we would love to do an episode just kind of dedicated to you guys. And what do you, what do you feel? What do you hear? What are you going through? What, all those things. Definitely. Definitely. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh- thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S.com. We'll see you next week.